Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BT Powerhouse podcast. This is our 72nd podcast. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, these things are flying by, flying by. But um, as always, my name is Thomas Bendit. I'm the uh, editor-in-chief of BT Powerhouse and, as I mentioned, always the host of the podcast here over at BT Powerhouse. But we have a really fun and exciting topic today, um, which is half based on reality, half based on just fun projections. <laughs> but um College football, college basketball's hottest topic, which is conference expansion. I wanted to get into this. I know it's not necessarily exactly what the Big Ten is doing right now, um, but it's a huge topic across college sports. And to be frank, it's really going to influence the next five to ten years of the uh, college athletics and certainly as the new media deals um, renew in the years to come. A couple months ago, we talked about the new Big Ten deal. And this will certainly influence it. I'm sure we'll get into a little bit of why that's a factor. Um, but a lot of fun topics. But to help us break it down, we have uh, Russell Steinberg from over at SB Nation, Mid-Major Madness, and I also believe UConn's uh, SB Nation site. Uh, Russell, how's it going? Uh, going pretty well. How about you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, sorry to uh, get you on here on short notice, but should be a fun topic. And as you said, you describe yourself as the conference expansion expert. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't know about expert. I would say, um, unfortunately, it's fact. Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you talk about that for a couple seconds, just to let our listeners know kind of your background on conference expansion here as we get into the fun discussion. Yeah, so I um, I grew up in Connecticut, so I was raised a UConn fan, and I write uh, for actually the blog called A Dime Back, which is not the SB Nation UConn blog, but uh, okay. uh, another UConn blog. Um, so that's where you'll see most of my UConn-related work. Um, <laughs> and, you know, since 2013, I guess, when the old Big East fell apart, pretty much every whisper, every rumor that has been out there, I've tried to explore just because the situation that you kind of found itself in is awful and not something that they can really hold on to for too much longer if they hope to stay relevant in college athletics. So with all of that, I've of course been keeping a really close eye on everything going on with the big 12. Uh, I won't, claim to know anything at all, actually, <laughs> because nobody does unless you're a university president mm-hmm. or maybe an athletic director. But I can speculate with the uh, with the absolute best of them and tell you maybe what some of the pluses and minuses are to some schools. Um, but whatever happens over the next couple of weeks, I mean, that's, that's anybody's guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, why don't why don't we start with that before we kind of get into it? Um, you know, the Big Twelve. You know, let, let's start with the basic premise that you know, for the the listeners who haven't followed the story, you know, the ins and outs of it. Um, for the most part, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it looks like you know the ACC, the Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC are kind of out of this whole picture. It's more of just a Big Twelve issue, and then kind of the the mid-major or quasi-mid-major conferences. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, for, for right now, that's what it looks like. Um, the ACC, Big Ten, 
Pac-12 SEC don't really have a reason to expand right now. And I mean, that could change. But for right now, I think they're pretty happy where they are. The ACC just got their uh, TV network. That's huge for them in terms of conference stability. Um, mm-hmm. Big Ten just added uh, two, you know, a few years ago, Maryland and Rutgers. I think they're happy where they are. But it is the Big 12 sitting there with 10 teams right now that is looking at um, the facts in front of them and realizing that they could be making a lot more money potentially by going up to 12 or 14 members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so wh- why don't we talk about that a little bit and then get into kind of what's going on right now. Um, so, again, for the people who are, you know, don't follow the ins and outs of it, um, the big thing is, is, you know, college athletics right now, the money is in the media deals. Uh, you know, a lot of people think it's in the tickets and so on, but really it's the TV deals that make all the money. Um, and uh, can you can you explain a little bit about this contract? You know, the Big 12 has this big deal with Fox and uh, ESPN where if they add members, it seems like it's just a massive windfall for them. Um, so can you go through that for a couple of seconds for us? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have the actual particulars of it in mm-hmm. front of me, but – Long story short, if the Big 12 adds two or four teams, each school then within the conference is going to make um, a significant amount more money, at least for now until their deal runs out. I think it's 2024, 2025, at which point it will be renegotiated and we'll have to see where everything stands. But the league will benefit financially, at least in the short term, by expanding. Now, the other side of that is by going out and adding a few, you know, group of five teams, does that water down the product a little bit? Does it maybe make it a little bit less appealing? I, I think you could argue that. But at least in the, in the immediate, it's a little bit more money, and it's also stability, which if you're looking at the Power Five conferences as they stand right now, the Big 12 is certainly the least stable of all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think what's really interesting about this is, you know, a few things I've read is it's almost kind of like a reverse. Uh, how do I want to say this? Like an offer sheet here for the big 12 when they're recruiting, because they're kind of almost more incentivized to get teams who don't want as much money. So the other members can kind of just cash in. Um, and what I say that is, uh, you know, as you as you mentioned, you know, I don't I don't know the number offhand, but it's essentially if the Big 12 adds two members, you know, we'll say they get ten million dollars. If they add, you know, four, they get twenty or, or whatever the numbers are. But um, a, a, as a lot of people may or may not know, when a new member joins a conference, they don't get their full share. Uh, you know, Maryland and Rutgers are still not receiving the full shares of the Big Ten money. I think Nebraska does next year. I want to say, or maybe this year, but. Um, so they're almost incentivized to take teams who are willing to wait longer or accept smaller amounts, which, which I find really intriguing and also kind of greedy for the big 12. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so a lot of, a lot of moving parts financially, but um, let's, let's jump into it. Um, who are the front runners here, I guess, to join the big 12. And um, obviously I'm sure you're going to be biased and believe UConn is a, a great member, but um but who, who do you see as the front runners right now? So I, I think the the two schools that pretty much everybody has at the top of their list are going to be Cincinnati and BYU. I think Cincinnati, the consensus overall, number one, but 
again, nothing is guaranteed, not even their spot. Now, beyond the two of them, uh, we've seen Texas politicians go to bat for Houston. So I think they're in a very good spot. If the conference ends up adding four teams, I think that fourth spot comes down to either UConn or Memphis, with maybe a wild card being uh, UCF. But I think right now they're on the outside looking in, and it's probably those five schools, BYU, Cincinnati, UConn, Houston, and Memphis, for up to four spots. And, no, obviously, you know, no one can know this besides, you know, the I guess the conference commissioner and, you know, the, the president's making this decision. But um, do you feel this is going to be more of, a, you know, an addition for a media market, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit uh, later, but do you think it'll be for a media market? Do you think they're just going to add who they feel is the best athletic department? Or do you think it's going to be kind of how what I was talking about, where it's kind of the reverse offering where, they're looking for schools who will essentially wait to collect on the, the media uh, offers, I guess, and the other Big 12 schools can make more money in the meantime. Yeah, it, it's probably going to be a combination of everything. Um, mm-hmm. the, I, I think the point you brought up earlier is a really good one, that the Big 12 is maybe going to want to take whoever is willing to take the least amount of money in the short term. I think that could play a big role. Um, if you look at the American Athletic Conference, where several of these candidates are coming from, and then at the Big 12 in terms of how much money each uh, members of each conference take home each year, mm. the difference is extreme uh, between uh, media deals, NCAA tournament shares, uh, college football, bowl payouts, all of that. The Schools in the Big 12, I think, took home an average of $30 million each last year. And mm. in the AC, I'm, I'm sorry, in the American, it okay. less than $6 million. So wow. if, you're, if you're going to, say, if you're a Cincinnati or a Connecticut, and you're going to say, hey, we want, we want into the Big 12, if you say, well, we'll only take $10 million, $12 million for the first couple of years, that's still a pretty healthy raise from what you were getting before. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you work up to the full share down the road. So wh- whoever has the best sort of financial package, I think is going to get a lot of consideration. Um, look at strong athletic departments. Obviously, that makes a difference. Um, Houston, BYU, probably the two that are set up the best right now to compete in football. Cincinnati, with the investments that they've made, not far behind them. But also, if you add a school to the Big 12, no matter who it is, that school instantly becomes better just by being associated with the Big 12 brand. It might take them a little bit while, a, a little while to get up to the level that they could eventually reach. But as long as they have the the staff and the funding in place, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think the perception is just so much bigger if you're in a major conference. I mean, uh, you know, this is a Big Ten podcast, so I don't want to rip on them too much. But, you know, if you take a team like Rutgers, you know, three, four years ago, nobody was really talking about them. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to act Are as they if they're a major. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Excuse me, fair point. Um, but 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 in all seriousness, though, you know they're getting way more attention now than they ever did before, and that's not just because they're playing, you know, maybe Michigan, Ohio State, or Michigan State, but you know they're on BTN. If a, somebody's previewing a conference, Rutgers is always in there, you know, for the Big Ten. It's just you're on the bigger stage. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like they're a superpower in football or basketball or anything right now, but I really do think it changes the, the perception when you can sell, hey, you're going to play in a huge conference. You're going to play, you know, at Michigan or at Ohio State or, you know, wherever it may be. Um, so I, I think that's a huge selling point for the Big 12. Um, one other, you know, point I wanted to get on here, uh, one, a little bit of me ranting, which is uh, one, one thing I think a lot of people miss on these deals or at least the people who don't follow it in and out is, you know, this is a basketball site. So I, I don't want to rip on basketball, but these deals are a hundred percent driven by football, you know, for better or worse, they just are. I mean, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, but you know, having a nice basketball program is a nice, you know, add on top, but it's really about the football. Um, and is that, is that something you would agree with? Uh, believe it or not, I actually don't agree with that. Oh, okay. Think, okay. I'm interested to get your take been, on it. I think that's been the perception for a long mm-hmm. time. And I think there was a time when that was true. Um, certainly football is one of the biggest, if not the biggest factor. Definitely. I'll, I'll give you that. But mm. if you're looking at conferences that have a conference network or want to start a conference network, then you're looking at consistent performance year round, in which case a strong basketball men's and women's basketball programs, a strong baseball program, what have you, suddenly means a little bit more. Now, on top of that, you're also looking at um, you're looking at a team tier three rights, which, again, I'm looking at this from a UConn perspective because that's how I've been thinking about this the most. But mm-hmm. because of the strength of UConn's women's basketball program, UConn has been able to make more off of its secondary sports than Mm -hmm. a lot of the rest of the teams in the American combined. So you you have to look at sort of the the money potential outside of football as well, and it factors in. Now, in a conference like the Big 12, when they're looking to expand, that's obviously – it's very good in basketball, but it's a football-driven conference. I think that does change things a little bit. But you also have to realize it's not football coaches who are making the decision on who to add. It's university presidents. And university presidents will have a much more um, open view of what a university has to offer. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I definitely understand that point. And I'm curious, uh, I could see that being, I guess, true for the you're talking about more the lower end I'm just curious if it holds as true for um, you know a power five conference Um, just because you know I know uh, I've been told this you know for Michigan's athletic department which I know football at Michigan is definitely bigger than your average d1 school Um, I know one one football game for Michigan makes as much as the entire basketball team for the whole season Um, and again that's probably not true for everyone uh you know most people don't have a hundred thousand seat stadium but um right i i do i i do think it really 
you know, again, everything's going to matter. You know, they don't want to add a school that is a football school and everything else is horrible. But I mean, I, I really see that as the driving force behind these, at least for the power five conferences. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get our answer to see, you know, based on who they add, maybe, maybe that'll tell us uh, yeah. more about I mean, that. You're right in what you're saying, but also if there was a program out there that could do what Michigan does in football or even come close to it, they would be in a power five conference already. Mm-hmm. There's, yep. There is no perfect candidate out there right now. Um, and that's why I'm not sure you can look at a Cincinnati or a UConn or a Memphis through the same lens that you look at, say, Michigan. But, no, I mean, I, I, do, I do see what you're saying, and I, I, I agree with it to, to that extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I, I agree. And, I mean, we'll, we'll see based on who they add because, I mean, uh, it's fair to say UConn not exactly a football powerhouse. Um, so, I mean, if, if they end up getting in, you know, maybe that's a statement, you know, they want sort of the more diverse schools, at least in the, the sports aspect. Um, one other thing though, I wanted to get onto real quick, uh, before we kind of move into my, uh, my fun hypothetical scenarios here, uh, is sort of this, this, the idea of the, the media cable rights bubble. Um, I've seen a lot of, a lot written about this. I don't think anyone has a great feel on how big the bubble is, when it will break, what will happen. But, um, you know, the conferences have sort of been realigning to get these bigger cable rights deals. Um, you know, there's a lot of argument that the Big Ten added Maryland and Rutgers to get into the NYC market and the D.C. market um, to get, you know, more subscribers on the cable, on BTN, so on and so forth, uh, so they can get more money. Um but there's been a lot of research showing that, you know, cable subscribers are down, you know, things are all heading in a different, uh, more of an a la carte approach to TV rights. Um, first off, do you, uh, <laughs> do you believe this is a sort of a bubble that's going to burst? Um, I don't, you know, this is a huge macro, you know, uh, approach. So I, I'm, it's difficult for anyone to project, but do you think there is a bubble and do you think the conferences are going to start, uh, sort of thinking out the schools more, you know, not again, not to rip on Maryland or Rutgers or anything, but uh, where the cable rights and media market uh, will not matter as much. And they're looking more for fit, so to speak. Um, do you, do you think that's true? And uh, do you see that playing into the, the big 12s uh, decisions at all? Well, I, I think it's true. And more importantly, I think that the conferences and maybe ESPN and Fox believe that's true. And that's why, if you remember, I don't know, two months ago, whenever the Big 12 had its meetings, they came out of that thinking, all right, we're not going to have a network now. Uh, It's just not the right time for that. And that's when Mm -hmm. we thought, okay, maybe expansion is dead for right now. And, of course, ESPN gives that network to the ACC. Everything changes. Um, But people, I think, forget is that ESPN had to give the ACC a network or they would have been charged, based on their agreement, some ridiculous penalty for it. So it was a better move for ESPN to actually do that. But now that leaves the Big 12 as the only conference without a conference network. So it's just another way that they're maybe being left behind. Now, how, how lucrative that is going to be down the line, I couldn't tell you. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think you're right that a lot of people are kind of moving away from their humongous cable packages and going with more of a uh, smaller sort of deal, more ta- tailored to them, um, which I've been trying to do personally, but <laughs> SNY doesn't offer a streaming service, which is a real problem for me, so I can't do it quite yet. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, No, I think it's, it's true, but markets will always matter to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not quite as much if you don't have a conference network, but you always want people watching your product, no matter what the sort of medium is. I mean, if think, think about the AAC, which is a conference that looks like is going to be post for one or more teams leaving. That came from the old Big East, and the Big East was founded on the principle of taking a school from each of the top markets in the Northeast and basically controlling basketball viewership in the East. That was when, you know, schools in the East were all independent. Big East, Dave Javits came together, formed the conference with a school from New York, a school from New Jersey, Boston, upstate New York, uh, Hartford, New Haven, Providence, and was able to form this media juggernaut. And there were no conference networks back then. And it still mattered a lot. And I, I think it always will in that way, if not quite as much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's always going to play a factor. I'm, I'm just really interested to see kind of how uh, it influences, you know, this set of conference expansion and, um, you know, if more is to come in the, the couple of years following that. Uh, but, but yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm certainly interested to see if UConn uh, will end up making, getting a bid or, or BYU there. Um, but let, let's roll into my, my fun and crazy scenario here. I, I will just preface with, this is not realistic at all. It's not going to happen, but Hey, you know what? <laughs> nobody, nobody thought, you know, the big Ten was going to add Nebraska a couple of years ago either or right. any of this. So, I mean, things change quickly and who knows, but this is my premise. The Big 12 blows up and the other four Power Five conferences, or it would be the Power Four, uh, start uh, grabbing teams. Um, and the reason I, I want to dive into this scenario a little bit is because, as mentioned, the Big Ten probably isn't going to get in this conference expansion uh, cycle, I guess. Uh, so I wanted to somehow group the Big Ten in here and kind of make some fun projections. Um, First off, what would be your thoughts if the Big 12 went down? Um, and we'll start with the whale of Texas. Um, where do you think Texas would end up? And how do you think these things would kind of shake out, at least from your uh, perspective? Well, the best part of this for Texas is that they basically <laughs> have their pick if the Big 12 mm-hmm. were to blow up, um, just because they are so powerful. I think, you know, it, it's tough to say where – they go. I might say they would go to the Pac-12, to be honest, because I think that's when you might see um, those four Texas schools actually going. I know there was talk of something similar to that before the last round of realignment mm-hmm. started. That could be it. But then again, they could also look east. I mean, they could go to the SEC or the ACC as well. I think what would start this, if the Big 12 blows up, would be, first of all, them not expanding right now. And when they're, when they're uh, all of the 
conferences TV contracts are up um, 2024-2025. I think mm-hmm. it would start with the Big Ten, actually. I think it would start with the Big Ten adding a school like Kansas or a school in that area, maybe Kansas or Oklahoma even, or Oklahoma State, and saying, look, we could offer you stability. You offer us a huge brand as a state school. And I think they would go in a heartbeat, and that would set everything in motion. I think from there, you would then see the Texas school start to move, some of them certainly to the Pac-12, um, because we've seen, you know, the Pac-12 is, is doing okay, but its network is not set up in a way to really succeed right now. Um, I think getting into Texas would be huge there. Maybe some go to the Pac-12, some go to the SEC. Then maybe the ACC looks, you know, from from its perspective and tries to add one or two schools. The problem there being, of course, Notre Dame. Does it, do they only add one school and bring Notre Dame in full time? Would Notre Dame ever hear of that? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part is that if all hell breaks loose, you're still going to end up with a couple of really good schools getting left behind. Um, could be an Iowa State, could be an Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, or one of the smaller Texas schools. Um, but that would be very unfortunate if it were to happen. But I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> you, you preface this whole thing by saying it's absolutely crazy and it's you know only speculation, and it is speculation, mm-hmm. but it's not that crazy, and it's something that could certainly happen <laughs> in the next 10 years or so. Like this, it's, this is not an unrealistic scenario at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my my kind of perspective on it, you know, a lot a lot of the fans of the Big Ten, you know, it's it's the nation's oldest conference. A lot of people are traditionalists. You know, they don't like massive change. You know, I, I will say even today, a lot of people still aren't comfortable with Maryland and Rutgers being in the conference. Um, you know, it's there's a ton of tradition across the Big Ten. But, you know, my my perspective is I, I think as soon as Maryland and Rutgers got added, it's, it's not really the same conference anymore. You know, you don't really play the same teams year in and year out. I mean, uh, right. you know, as, as a Michigan fan, I mean, this is the first, this year is the first year we're playing Wisconsin since 2010. Like, how are you even, you're like, you're not even really in the same conference anymore at that point. Um, when you can have people go to the school and graduate and never even play a team in your conference. But um, so, I mean, my, my kind of thought on this is, if the Big 12 uh, does break up, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I feel like Oklahoma would be a great fit in the Big 10. They have a natural rival with Nebraska, who, you know, they were rivals with for how many years. Um, the only thing, you know, my kind of thinking was, I remember last time when people were talking about Oklahoma moving, and uh, I don't know if it was the governor or the state legislature or something, but they threw a huge fit that Oklahoma could only move if Oklahoma State went. Um and so, I mean, my, my kind of thought was you would have to add both of them, which would put you up to 16 teams. And then you wonder if Texas would want to stay with Oklahoma for the rivalry, um, which may or may not be true. I mean, Texas A&M had their great rivalry with Texas, and they kind of just threw it in the trash. But um, right. And then um, you wonder as well, at least me personally, like would they also want Texas Tech so they can have another Texas team in there? Um, which would get you up to 18, theoretically. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of – and then you can kind of have that West, you know, all the, like, the 
I guess the planes of the, you know, the Midwest teams all playing each other and sort of the East in the big 10 playing each other. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like West Virginia would have to go to the ACC personally. I mean, I, I feel like they would, they would fit pretty well in there with uh, Virginia tech and Virginia and stuff. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I definitely agree like Baylor and Iowa state, I don't know where they would land, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, any, any thoughts to my, uh, my crazy scenario here? <laughs> um, are you, what specifically? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a there's definitely a lot in there. Um, yeah. Just just kind of the idea of like Oklahoma Oklahoma State getting in. Um, right. Texas being drawn in kind of as a consequence. Um, it's sort of like to me the concept would be you would basically have two conferences um, that really wouldn't play the other division very much. You know, they'd be divisions, quote unquote, but really they're separate conferences. And then that championship game would almost be like a quarterfinal in the college football playoff. Right. Um, and to me, that would be like really exciting for me. Like, uh, cause I, I, my, you know, I would assume like more of the traditional big 10 teams will kind of be grouped in one side and then more of the, you know, the West would be on their own side. But to me, the idea of like a Texas Michigan or Texas Ohio state championship game just sounds awesome. personally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you're you're right. And I, I I think something that people need to try to let go of as best they can is this uh, view, like this 1990s view of conferences when they were 10 or 12 teams, everybody mm-hmm. played everybody, uh, and all that. Because that's, that's just not the reality anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are good things good things and bad things that come with that. You lose a little bit of the tradition, but also you could get those crazy, you know, conference championship game matchups that you just mentioned. So, you know, there, there, there is a trade-off there and that's just the way that things have gone. And, you know, you, you mentioned kind of at the beginning, the, the whole politics of the situation. If Oklahoma goes one place, does Oklahoma State need to go with them? And I think that's kind of, that could be the dark horse in, any sort of expansion scenario. I mean, people don't remember the only reason that Virginia Tech is in the ACC right now is because the Virginia state government pretty much demanded it. Their spot was to be taken by Syracuse um, back in 2000 and whenever they ended up moving, 2005 or so. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the last second, they stepped in, dumped Syracuse, and took Virginia Tech instead. People say maybe one of the reasons UConn is not in the ACC is because their Senator uh, Richard Blumenthal, who was at the time Attorney General of the state, uh, had a big blow up with Boston College, and Boston College <laughs> ended up blocking UConn. So the, the political aspect is something that's so much harder to predict, and I, and I guess whenever this sort of crazy scenario happens, when everything blows up, it depends on who's in power. Will they value Oklahoma State the way they value Oklahoma football or whatever? Will you know politicians in Texas stand up for a Houston like they are now? I have, I have no idea. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting tidbit. You know, I know um, 
you know, I haven't spent a ton of time in Oklahoma, you know, so I really, I really can't project, you know, what they might want to do or not do. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I assume a ton of people haven't. Um, but, uh, you know, I know as a person who lives in Michigan, you know, with two Big Ten teams, um, you know, if Michigan theoretically or Michigan State theoretically moved to conference, people would be furious. Um, and I, I really think the state government would probably move in and try to block it. Um, and I imagine, you know, the, you know, a lot of these other ones are the same. So the, the, the advantage that you guys have in Michigan is that the Big Ten is probably the most stable of the power conferences. I mean, in, mm-hmm. in time, you might have one or two teams enter. You might have one or two teams leave. But the core of the conference, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, that they're going to stay there. None of them are mm-hmm. moving anywhere, at least that I could, that I could see. So. Mm-hmm. Core, core of that conference isn't going to change. I think you guys are really, really <laughs> fortunate for that. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I could even start to maybe say, at least for the time being, the ACC is entering that category as well, which would have sounded mm-hmm. crazy to say even a few weeks ago. But oh, now yeah. that they have their network, and now that I believe they've extended their uh, grant of rights, they're pretty much locked in for mm-hmm. quite a while. Now, what happens after that, I don't know, but they're they're staying where they are, and you're not going to hear any more talk about, you know, maybe the Big 12 looking at a Florida State or the SEC or Big 10 trying to grab a North Carolina school. I think that's, that talk is pretty much out the window, at least for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, we've, we're just talking about them, but Maryland jumped from the ACC a couple years ago. And, you know, right. well, that was one of the big reasons is they – they were losing money uh, despite being in a power five conference. So, I mean, uh, with that network, it definitely seems like the advantage of, of making the jump uh, is not as high as it used to be, but, um, but yeah, yeah. Really interesting stuff. I wanted to get my crazy scenario out there uh, before we find out what happens with this conference expansion, but uh, go big 18 to 20 teams. <laughs> but, uh, I would uh, take it. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be fun to watch. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> Bring East Carolina uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's, you know, put it, bump it up to 24, you know, get this thing massive. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, um, with that, why don't, I'll, let, I'll let you off the hook here. But um, do you have any final thoughts here on, uh, you know, conference expansion, how things are going to unfold here in the coming weeks and months? I couldn't begin to tell you how things are going to unfold. <laughs> it, it's funny because if, if if you had asked me to predict it on Friday, I would have said four teams, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Then Saturday or Sunday, I was like, no, well, maybe it's not this. And now I have no idea. I don't know if you saw the um, the story that the TCU blog posted a little while ago, but uh, – Frogs of War, that's what they're called. They had their they had a source within TCU talking to them and saying that maybe they're only going to expand by two. So wow. this is something that changes every day. So I have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> and I guess if there's one thing that realignment has taught us, even from 30 years ago to today, is that it never stops. There's always mm-hmm. going to be talk somewhere. There's always going to be an opportunity for a conference to make more money or for a team to put itself in a better position. So even if the Big 12 ends up taking two or four teams 
uh, in the next few weeks. Don't expect this headache to go away, unfortunately. It's always <laughs> going to be there. Absolutely. Um, I actually had one more question uh, now that I forgot to ask earlier. Um, the uh, idea of Cincinnati going to the Big 12, um, you know, as you mentioned, they're definitely a very realistic option to go there. Uh, how, how do you think that could impact sort of their – I, I wouldn't call it a rivalry at all with Ohio State, but, you know, the potential effect on Ohio State of having another Power 5 team in their state, because, you know, anyone who follows, you know, football recruiting and even to an extent basketball recruiting, Ohio State has a pretty firm hold on that state. So do you think that could shake up things in there? And do you think they'd be more of a head-to-head type of comparison, or would it still kind of be what it is today? Well, I, I don't think Cincinnati is going to take Ohio from Ohio State. <laughs> but mm-hmm. put them in the Big 12, give them a whole lot more money, have them field, you know, a consistent top 20 football team, and you could definitely see that rivalry intensify. They play each other. If they were to play each other on the field every year, all, all Cincinnati would need to do is win a couple of games for the fan bases to really, really start hating each other. And it would it would get to be a lot of fun. <laughs> After that, I'm not really sure. You know, it it, it could be like you know Yankees, Mets, or Cubs, White Sox. They could have their years where it gets really really fun. But you know, make no mistake, Chicago's still a Cubs town. New York is still for the Yankees. I think Ohio's always going to go for the Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I I just think it's it's always interesting, kind of like you know one team quote-unquote, dominates a state, and then, you know, there's a new new guy in town, and suddenly, you know, they have to compete for exactly. their, their real estate. But um, but with that, uh, Russell, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. It's been fun, and uh, I'll, let, I'll let you get back to work. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks. And a reminder to everyone, that was uh, Russell Steinberg. He writes for SB Nation. Um, you mentioned a couple other sites, and uh, Mid-Major Madness, if you're into um, – Men major college basketball. <laughs> uh, he does a great job over there, so I'd, I'd recommend checking him out. Um, I believe he's Russell Steinberg on Twitter. I'm not a, totally sure uh, what his handle is. Yeah, Russ Steinberg um, with the, the underscore in between Russ and Steinberg. But conference expansion, always an exciting topic, always interesting. I love to kind of project some of these crazy conferences. As I mentioned, you know, uh, we're not, the Big Ten is not really going to be involved in this round, at least barring something really surprising and amazing. But, you know, the, the idea of potentially adding Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas, maybe Texas Tech over on the West, I think would be exciting. I think you could create some great rivalries, you know, with Iowa and Wisconsin and Minnesota, um, the Oklahoma schools and, and those guys. I think that'd be really exciting to watch. But uh, I'm sure a lot of people are, are grimacing as I say this, uh, the concept of adding Texas to the Big Ten. <laughs> but uh, something to throw out there. And as I mentioned, very you know crazy scenario, but always fun to talk about. But with that, my name is Thomas Bendit. You can check me out on Twitter at TBendit. And I believe the podcast will be returning here tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, it is Monday, August 1st. And we uh, – We'll see. Who knows? Maybe this conference stuff will shake out. But thanks again for checking us out, and we will see you next time.